0: Well, I am so glad that you're here. And for those that are joining us for the very first time or those that are online, come on, let's show some love to those. Today's message is really a continuation of what Pastor Perry shared with us last week and the series that we're in. It's a really creative title, it's called The Church. We worked really hard on preparing what we were gonna name this series, and the church is what it is. It's based off of the book of Acts, Acts 2. And uh, again, Pastor Perry, just really grateful for him and wanna honor him because he really set us up and helping us understand what the what the early church was all about, and what they did to be as strong as they were, and um, and really our prayer and our hope for you today is that that this this message and this series would really stir up a momentum in your own personal walk with Christ, and that it would activate something new in you that you would walk into being just like the Acts two church. So before we jump into the scripture today, let me just pray a prayer blessing over this message and uh, and just bless it. Jesus, I thank you for today. We still our hearts. We revere your word, and we thank you for how it always refreshes us. It always points us in the right direction. It always points us to truth, and that's why we build our lives upon scripture, because it always leads us to truth and to a free life. We love you, and it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, the title, the subtitle of this message is that we each have something to share. We each have something to share, and this scripture out of Acts 2 has the potential to transform your life for the better if you allow it. So let's go ahead and take a look at this scripture. You can follow along on the app, the True Life Church app, or follow along right behind me, or if you have your Bible with you, you can open it up, Acts 2, 42 to 47. I forgot to tell you, my name's Whitney, if I haven't met you. I don't think I told you my name. Hey there. Oh my gosh. Well, that's okay, because Jesus is more important. Okay of Acts 2:42 to 47, all the believers devoted themselves, notice, pause for a second, it doesn't say some of them, majority of them, it says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders and all the believers met together in one place and shared, mon- and shared everything they had. Look over to your partner, say everything. They shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. So this is where garage sales began, if you were wondering. Uh, so this is where it started. Uh, they worshiped, did someone just woo? That's amazing, I love that. Um, we got some like really diehard garage salespeople here. Uh, they, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And what we're hanging out in is that word share, that word share. Because we notice in scripture that it, that it, that it, in this scripture is that they're hanging on, it's all contingent upon sharing. If that's pulled out, then there's a, there's a big key that's missing a part of the scripture. So it's very important, that word share. And it reminds me of a few weeks ago, this this little girl in kids' life, she won this basket. There was a raffle that we had, and she won this basket, and it was so precious. And um, and when she won it, she was so overjoyed and excited. And listen to what happens next. So the next thing I know, I, one of my leaders comes to me, and she's like, guess what she did with some of her stuff? And I was like, what did she do? You know, you just don't know. What are kids gonna do with like the toys that they get, like put it up their nose. I know somebody that had to go to the hospital because their son put like a little tiny Lego up their nose, so. Let's pray against that. But she didn't put a Lego up her nose. Instead, she decided to share a chunk of the stuff that was in her basket. And so I went out to the little girl and I was like, I was like, hey, tell me, how do you like some of the stuff that you got? And she's like, Miss Whitney, it was so fun. I loved everything, but I gave some away to my friends. And I was like, oh, you know who loves sharing? And she goes, who? And I was like, Jesus. And she's like, oh. She was like big, just big mouth, like so excited that like she did something that honored God, and um and and just the joy that she had for sharing. I know not all kids are like that, but when you get that moment, it's like wow, you get it, good job. But uh but it's really exciting that she just had this overflow, this this abundance inside of her that she's like, I want to give what I have because I have so much of this. This basket is just so full, I want to share it. Um, and if I'm being honest with you, just reflecting a little bit, there have been moments. In my life where if I did an evaluation I probably didn't get to experience joy like this little girl had with sharing and um, and I probably didn't get that experience because sometimes I wasn't looking for opportunities to share Um, and sometimes I wasn't looking for opportunities where I could ask for someone to share with me and I I actually missed out on that joy because I didn't do that but the thing is is that it, it takes intentionality which is kind of the point is that it takes intentionality in sharing and sometimes we miss out on the joy of sharing because of a few reasons and the first reason if you're following along on the notes is the first reason is we just forget. We get so consumed by life, the things that are going on in our own world and taking care of the things that we have and we just forget to be to be generous to share what we have. With others, um, for example, we can we can even get really overwhelmed with like there's just so much in the world there's so much need that's in the world how could I possibly make a dent in the world with what's going on? Um, but this is what Scripture encourages us with in Hebrews 13:16. It really encourages us to stay on guard to being intentional with sharing. It says, "Do not neglect to do good and share what you have, for such sacrifices." Are pleasing to God, and we can definitely, you know, get get. We can definitely forget, but that's not the only reason that can that can hinder us from sharing what we have and experiencing the full joy of what we have, um, and uh, and sharing what we have. And the second thing is that that we get greedy and um we you know we don't like we don't like try to do this we're not like oh you know i just want to be greedy like give me everything but what happens along the way is that we just desire to to care for ourselves, and do everything for ourselves, and then at the end of the day, we don't have enough to give anyone else, um, and and there is this excessive desire of just wanting more, wanting more material things, and the Bible is is really important, like the Bible, of course the Bible is important, I don't know why I said that, but, but the Bible is very strategic in teaching us to be on guard with being greedy, because if we're not on guard, what's going to happen is we're, we're just going to find, just try to continue to find this unending Sa- Never-ending satisfaction, in, um, or we think it's satisfaction, in just more shopping, more money, consuming, more consuming, more, and then that becomes an idol in, in our lives. And this is what Jesus says to us in Luke 12:15. He says, "Be aware, guard against every kind of greed, because life is not measured by what you own." Come on, life is not measured by what you own. And, uh, and, and, and it just can be so easy to get caught up in this trap of just wanting more and more and more. And it's not wrong to want nice things. It's, it's just when it becomes the idol, in our, the idol in our lives. And maybe we haven't forgotten or maybe we haven't let greed get a hold of us, but we're missing out for other reasons like we feel inadequate. We have these, these thoughts of just feeling under-resourced, not having enough. And then we start having thoughts like, I, I I'm not, I'm, I'm too young. I'm, I'm too old. I don't have enough or I'm not skilled enough. And, um, that's actually how the Jeremiah, the prophet, that's how his story starts is he really felt the same way. He's like, there's no way like, God, do you want to use me? I'm, I'm too young. And same with Moses. Moses just felt very, uh, unequipped and, um, eloquent actually, because he just, the way, the Bible says that he wasn't, uh, uh, the way that he would speak, it was, it was hard for him to speak, and so um, I've definitely felt that way, where I felt inadequate, and, uh, and, and not, you know, not feeling qualified to share something at all, and, um, and maybe you have, too, and, you know, the Bible says, to encourage you, the Bible says that we each have something to share, so if you're feeling deterred today at all, I want to encourage you that the Bible says that you have something to share. You have a gift that you can share. In First Peter 4:10, it says, "Each of you use, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms." So it's important. That we embrace the gift that God has given us, and it's important that that we share what we have, that we don't lose that intentionality, um, and not forget to share. That we don't become consumed by gathering for ourselves, because if we do, we'll miss out on the blessing of sharing. And you'll find yourself looking around at others who seem to have the sense of peace, the sense of joy, and um, and the sense of security. And so if we don't share, then what happens, the fourth and and final point, is that we get envious. We get envious. And envy is different from greed. Envy refers to the desire to be in another person's situation, terms of wealth, power, or success. And envy, what it does is it makes me the victim, and those that have what I want are to blame. And so it makes me... Protective of my idols, whether it's money, authority, or relationships. And then it becomes a very miserable way to live. I'm so glad you came to church. See you guys. Have a good day. But Instead, God, what he wants us to do is, is live from a place of strength and security in him. Come on, that's what he wants for us, is to live in a secure place with him. And in 2 Peter 1.3, it says, his divine power has given us everything. Turn to your neighbor, say everything. It says, it has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So, if you don't get anything out of our time today, just remember that if at any stage and age of life, you have something to offer. That every age and stage of life, you have something to author, offer. Whether I just said otter, that's weird. Um, we're not talking about otters. But whether you're 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 really young or you're like. 99 or if we've got anyone older than that praise God but whether you're young or old or your uh, your your socioeconomic status is 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 you low or you're high we all have something to give and there's lots of things that we can give that are free you know like words of encouragement like that's free hugs are free make sure you ask people before you hug them some people don't like that please don't do that just you know, please don't like also just sidebar, don't give me a back hug, never do that. Just wanted to say that if anyone was like just curious about that, I had someone give me a back hug once, and I was like I, was, I don't I don't know karate, but I was like, what are you doing?" so I don't know how I got on that, but um but we all have oh, that's how, okay, we all have something to share, no matter what age or stage of life that we're in, and God loves it when we share, just like that little girl, how she just shared what she had. And God just loves that. And the early church just set a really good example of sharing. So I want to encourage you and challenge you a little bit too. What if today we decide to make some declarations that we're going to be like the early church? What if today we decide that we are going to be people who share and, and we're going to declare these things over our families and, and over our church and over our own lives? And what if we decided to do that today and, and we tried to, to really live this out, not just listen to a message on a Sunday morning and then wave at everybody and then leave and go get some chicken pot pie or whatever, but like you actually took it in and said, I'm going to take what I'm learning today and I'm going to activate it in my life right now. So that's what we're gonna do together today. And we have some declarations that we're going to pronounce over our church and over our families and over our lives. And the first thing that we're gonna declare is this. So that way we can be so that way we can be true sharers. Um, the first thing, repeat after me, I will come on, wake up guys. Ready? Repeat after me. I will good job. Share my time. Awesome. So we all have this thing called time and it is one of the, the, the things that we have in our lives that is so valuable. And we're entrusted with the time that we have here on Earth. We don't know how much time we have on Earth, um, and so it's important that we entrust and invest our time in things that actually matter. Which makes me think about this girl that her name is Sarah. She started serving on the Dream Team here at True Life, and when she joined the t- when she joined the team, I noticed that her countenance started to change, and she became very joyful, and um, she just started smiling a lot more. And um, because she was, like, investing her time in something that mattered. And she solidified it yesterday when I sent her a text message. And um, and she said, thank you so much for sharing opportunities with me um, that I can be a part of making a difference. And it's like, ding, ding, ding. Like, she loves being a part of something that she knows that is not only making a difference, but it's making an internal, eternal difference for someone's life. And, and she's, she's very thankful for opportunities because she knows that what she gets to be a part of is making a difference. And uh, and so I just love I love watching her grow and develop, and um, I love watching each one of us too as we get as we invest our time um, into what and what God is doing here and how it transformed your life. It's amazing. So if we're if we're constantly thinking to ourselves like I'm so busy, I'm too busy, then we really want to rethink and reorder our priorities because sharing our time is important. Is very important to God, and we need to be intentional about it. All right, let's let's repeat this one together. I will share my talents. All right, one of my sidebar, one of my talents is evangelizing um, BB's grocery outlet. Some of you know that like, my obsession. Yes, yes, girl, yes. I just love BBs, and I tell everyone about it. And um, honestly, I think it's one of my talents. But, but the reason why I share about it is because it it's just amazing. Like, it's like you go, you fill up your cart, and it's like a hundred dollars or hundred twenty dollars, and you're just like, you can't beat it, you know? Just can't beat it. So I just I like this is my plug of evangelizing for BBs, but. It's out of an overflow I want to share what BB's is all about because I know that it will benefit your life. And the talent that is inside of you will benefit someone else's life for the better. Um, this, is, this is a great opportunity. I really want to share with you how we come alongside of you to help you understand what your giftings are, what your talents are, and we do that through LifeTrack. And we say, you know, LifeTrack is a three-step process. And what I, I say that lightly because I don't want it to sound like it's a process. It's our way of really connecting with you and discipling you. And helping you understand what gifts God has innately put inside of you. So that way, whether it's at school, at home, at work, here, that you're actively utilizing the talents and the gifts that God has placed on your life. And even if you don't call true life home, it's a great opportunity for you to really understand what gifting you have so you can take it into the church that you will you be, you will be a part of. So May 7th, 5 p.m., be here or be square Love you. No, it would be really fun to have you. Um, we, do, we do Life Track the first, second, and third Sunday of each month. Um, so don't show up today. We're not here. Okay? Don't do that. But May 7th, we'd love to have you join us so we can help disciple and guide you to show you what God has placed on your life. I think that was a child. I love that. She's coming to Life Track. Um, I, just get, I got distracted. Okay, back on track. Squirrel. Um, But I'm really thankful for the Dream Team here, and I wanna take a moment and sincerely honor those that, they're probably not even like hearing me at all, but those of you that serve week after week and you're making a difference here at True Life, and you're serving right here, you're using your talents right now this morning, so can you help me honor the Dream Team this morning? Our church is way better with you. All right, this is our third declaration out of four. Let's say this together. I will share my treasure. Some of you thought of a pirate. No, maybe nobody did it was just me but but we 're not talking about that kind of treasure, but what we are talking about is that we each have treasure and resources that we can share um, that can help make a difference in others' lives so this means using your resources because they 're not there just for yourself they 're there to help others um, and i'm proud to be 'm proud to be a part of a church that is so generous i like i 'm just so grateful um, and And So this means when we choose to share our treasure, this means that I'm going to be a tither. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give as much as I can and trust God to fill in the gaps. And you can learn more about that in Malachi 3. Um, And in all of this, the most important important thing um, that I want to do more than anything else is our last declaration, which is this. Repeat after me. I will share Christ. Sharing Jesus is the hope of the world. This world is so dark and is experiencing so much confusion and is experiencing hopelessness. And we have something that will transform someone's life from being dead to being alive, spiritually speaking. And so we have the opportunity to to share something that isn't a... a, uh, you know, a material item, it's a spiritual thing. And when we share Christ, whether we feel eloquent or we feel unequipped doing it, it's going to make an impact and it's going to transform someone's life. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Um, Matthew 28:18 to 20 says this, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Back in 2010, I had the opportunity to be at a Young Life camp and I was part of Work Crew, which is a one month program. And one of my mentors had her children there. And I love watching parents use biblical principles to correct their children. And so, in this moment, this child—the one child—was playing with a toy that the other child wanted. And um, <laughs> some of you might love this; you might be this kid. But the little one little boy was like wanting to play with it. And so, the other the other little boy just chucks the toy at his brother's face. And um, and then I love what the mom the mom did. She paused. She was very patient, which I would have been like, <laughs> I would have like like so mad because it's like upsetting when your kids are mean to each other um, like it's so it's so upsetting it's like come on, come on, get yourself together but what she did she didn't do that, she just paused and I'm going to read to you what she said she said hey buddy let's redo that because God loves a cheerful giver so I'm going to give you the toy again and let's do that again and then he gave the toy nicely to his brother and, she, and he gave it to him cheerfully. doesn't always happen all the time, but I just thought that was a beautiful picture of a mom instilling in a child that, hey, we don't give out of compulsion. We don't give out of manipulation. We give because we have an overflow and we want to. And that's why in 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says this, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And when we give, what I've been taught is to not expect anything in return, to always give with no strings attached, not expecting anyone to do anything back for me, um, because that's what Jesus would want. But this is what happens, it's the promise out of Proverbs 11.25, this is what happens when, when we are sharing with others. It says a generous person will prosper. Come on, how cool is that? Like that. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So when we share our time, when we share our talent, when we share our treasure, when we share Christ, what happens in return is that there's something refreshing that comes from that. Which kind of reminds me of like when you, when you run, when, I don't know if any of you run, but just think of like a really hot day. And the only thing you want is just your thirst to be quenched. And um, when I think of that scripture, it just reminds me of being refreshed. And um, we don't know what that looks like, like what that promise means that you'll be refreshed. But it's a promise that you will be and that, that a thirst will be quenched, that you'll be refreshed. So let's stand together, and as we come to a close, let me pray over you and lead you into how to respond to this message. So some of you are here today, and this message has been stirring up something inside of you and convicting you. Holy Spirit is convicting you about sharing. And for whatever reason you've held back, maybe you've been hurt before. Um maybe you've been taken advantage of. Um, maybe you've just forgotten or you've gotten greedy or the other, the other ones that we listed. But today, let's respond in, in repenting. Let's respond by saying, okay, God, I know that you're stirring up something in my heart with sharing. Um, so let me lead you in praying right now if that's you today. You just say, dear Jesus, I know that you are stirring up something new inside of me. You're convicting me that I have something to share, and that it's time today that I start doing that. Would you lead me, Holy Spirit, in sharing what I have, and stewarding stewarding it well? Because everything I have, you've given me. So lead me, Holy Spirit, to steward it well. Help me to know what the proper boundaries are with that, and how to give generously, not reluctantly. Jesus name. And I'm just going to pray over that as well. But Jesus, I just, I sense that there's someone here that, that is reluctantly giving. And I pray right now that you would restore a joy to them, that you would restore a joy to them when they serve or when they're giving and when they're loving on people, restore that joy, Holy Spirit to them. Jesus name. Some of you are here today and maybe you when you walked in and you're hearing this message about sharing and sharing Christ you can't really share about Christ you can't share about someone that you've never encountered you never had and so today would you make that decision to receive Jesus to put him first in your life and if that's you today that you're saying yeah I've never I've never received Jesus I can't I can't share him this is what the bible says in Romans 10 It says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So maybe God is calling you to receive him today. And if that's you, let me lead you. You just say, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. You lived a perfect life, a sinless life. You died on the cross to take the punishment for my sin. And three days later, you rose from the grave and you sit at right hand of the Father. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I'm done doing life for myself. And I want to live my life for you. And that from this point forward, I choose you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Well, for those of you that made that decision today, in a moment, Pastor Perry will be up and we'll give you some, some proper next steps of how we can come alongside of you and disciple you and care for you and get you into community. But for now, what I wanna encourage you with is that no matter what socioeconomical status you had, and I probably said that wrong because I'm not all that smart, <laughs> but no matter what age you are, And no matter what stage of life you're in, God has something that he wants you to share. So let's walk out in that this week and this season of our life. Thank you guys for letting me share. I love you.